Hi, I'm Dr. Alicia Armitstead. I'm a chiropractor who specializes in nutrition for the last 14 years in Connecticut and Manhattan. I'm here today to talk to you about your brain and how it has a protective layer around it called the blood-brain barrier. But let's start with poison. What poisons the brain? As one of the world's most common herbicides, glyphosate, the common chemical found in Roundup, made by a company called Monsanto, is present in a lot of different foods and is now labeled as a possible carcinogenic since 2015 by the World Health Organization. I want to talk to you today that it's more than just possible. I truly believe it is a carcinogenic. For a man who was awarded $289 million for Monsanto after Roundup, was found liable for causing his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He used Roundup as part of his job as a pest control manager for a California county school system. There are over 5,000 more similar lawsuits filed against Monsanto in the United States. Yet there are 800 scientific studies and reviews that support the fact that glyphosate does not cause cancer. So I guess the verdict is still out. Yet I don't think it should be. There's so much research showing that glyphosate has two primary damaging effects. One, an endocrine disruptor and toxin that accumulates in the liver and bone marrow, lowering the immune system and healthy cell replication. Two, it is a potent antibiotic that kills and damages our gut bacteria. And I just recently learned it makes the body produce a protein called zonulin, which opens the gaps in our intestinal wall and blood-brain barrier. When the protective barrier in the gut is open, the permeability allows the toxins to flood into the blood, wreaking havoc on our bodies. It's the reason why people get autoimmune diseases and allergies. When the blood-brain barrier is too permeable, then it allows toxins from the blood to seep into the brain causing headaches, migraines, brain fog, and more. The blood-brain barrier is a single-layered lattice of cells joined together by tight junctions that keep most substances out and allow few substances into the brain. Toxic substances typically kept out include heavy metals, pesticides, germs, plastics, as well as damaging proteins, while allowing substances in oxygen, hormones, and nutrients. Your blood-brain barrier has tight junctions that become loose or broken with zonulin. Zonulin breaks down the protective layer of your intestinal wall too, creating leaky gut. Zonulin is increased in the body due to this glyphosate. To find out what foods contain glyphosate, go to Detox Project website. I'll put a link in the description. Zonulin is also made in response to eating wheat. With too much zonulin, this is when the blood-brain barrier leaks and allows toxins in, causing damage and inflammation on the brain. In other words, a leaky brain is an inflamed brain. What are the signs and symptoms of leaky brain? Leaky brain manifests multiple signs and symptoms. So pay attention to these. Don't ignore these symptoms. ADD, ADHD, or somewhere on the spectrum, brain fog or difficulty concentrating, chronic fatigue that does not improve with rest or sleep, 
headaches or migraines that come on suddenly, becoming worse with standing and grow more severe as the day progresses. Memory loss or another cognitive decline, which may lead to dementia. Mood disorders, particularly anxiety, depression, and schizophrenia. Peripheral neuropathy and seizures. It is important not to ignore these signs and symptoms because those living with leaky brain are at an increased risk of developing more neurological or psychiatric conditions. A lot of patients come into my office and they want to lose weight, they want to work on their stomach pain, but they'll also check off headaches and not even talk to me about it because they're used to their daily headaches or even maybe once or twice a week migraines. Trust me, that's not normal. So what causes leaky brain? The profound connection between the brain and the gut cannot be underestimated. As research repeatedly confirms that microbes living in the gut affect the brain both positively and negatively. Both the brain and the gut have this protective lining. Therefore, many of the same factors that cause a leaky gut, poor gut health, unhealthy diet, food imbalances, food sensitivities, toxins, and infections can also create a leaky brain. For more information on leaky gut, listen to my podcast number 13 called Digestion, Leaky Gut, and Lectins. Studies from Harvard show that wheat creates leaky gut because it contains a protein called gliadin, which increases the zonulin. Again, it's the zonulin that weakens the tight junctions of the gut lining and blood-brain barrier contributing to leaky gut and leaky brain. So five main causes of leaky brain are the gut dysbiosis, having the bad gut flora in your body. Two, leaky gut. Three, autoimmune disease. Four, mental health conditions. Five, stress and what it does on the vagus nerve. All five of these categories have inflammation as a basis for the problem. Yet, they can be even more problematic when someone has the following situations going on in their body. I want to give you a big overall picture of what's going on. So, if you have bacterial infections that are systemic running through the body, bacteria can deteriorate the blood-brain barrier, allowing bacteria in the brain, which isn't where they belong. When there are mold toxins, that can trigger inflammation. This promotes oxidative damage on the brain and disrupts the blood-brain barrier. Excess glutamate overstimulates nerves, causing the blood-brain barrier to break down, increasing permeability to potentially harmful agents. When there's high blood sugar, or as in a diabetic patient, that's trouble because the high blood sugar produces oxidative stress and inflammation. When the patient has elevated homocysteine, which is seen with patients living with heart disease, autoimmune disease, cancer, neurodegenerative disease, and those who survive a stroke, that changes the tight junction function and prevents the blood-brain barrier from functioning properly. When a patient is obese, this creates oxidative damage and deprives the brain of oxygen. And lastly, low-quality sleep. When you interrupt the sleep-wake cycle, you also interrupt the uptake of nutrients and detoxing, and this increases inflammation. While it's more obvious that leaky brain causes inflammation, which drives mental health conditions, it is less known that mental health conditions can also drive inflammation and leaky brain. 
The contributing factor could be what doctors call the brain-gut axis. The gut is connected to the brain by one big nerve, the vagus nerve. Literally, this one nerve comes out of the brain stem and connects to all the digestive organs. The brain sends signals through the vagus nerve to the organs. The organs also send signals through the vagus nerve to the brain. The vagus nerve initiates many important digestive functions, such as stomach acid secretion, enzyme production, gallbladder function, intestinal motility. It's in charge of all of it. So if there's a poor brain communication to the vagus nerve, that's what we call the brain-gut axis, then there can be many negative effects, including chronic inflammation, poor digestion, leaky gut, inflamed brain. It's all connected. So how do you actually help reverse and heal a leaky brain? I have three steps. Stop, start, and seek. The three S's. So treating a leaky brain starts by healing a leaky gut. This involves eliminating all causative factors of leaky gut and leaky brain, and then adding dietary and lifestyle factors that support brain health. Following these steps will lower inflammation in the body and brain, maximize the transport of oxygen, glucose, and other nutrients into the brain, facilitate better removal of toxins out of the brain, reduce oxidative stress, and help rebuild the tight junctions to restore the integrity of the blood-brain barrier. So first, stop consuming gluten and other foods that you cannot tolerate including sugar and processed foods and meals. Stop ignoring your stress. You need to do daily stress management to get the oxidative stress off of the brain and the body. Stop allowing bacterial and viral infections to fester before getting treatment. This doesn't always necessarily mean an antibiotic, but you can't push through being sick. There's all sorts of different herbs that you can use as well. Stop drinking alcohol in excess. Stop exposure to environmental toxins in air, water, and food. Getting an air filter might be something worth doing. Stop eating non-organic food that contains glyphosate. And what to start? Start detoxing the body of pesticides and heavy metals. Start eating probiotic foods that keep the gut balanced. Start eating essential fatty acids which are vital for the brain, including avocado, coconut oil, flaxseed, hemp seed, oily fish, pumpkin seeds, and walnuts. Start reducing inflammation through the diet. You can also listen to my podcast called Chronic Inflammation. Start making quality sleep a priority. You can also listen to my Sleep Well podcast. Start reducing psychological and emotional stress through exercise, meditation, and journaling. Seek. Figure out what supplements you need to help repair the blood-brain barrier. There's a lot of different ones out there. I love using astragalus, vitamin Bs, B12, B6, folate. I love bitter melon, berberine, curcumin, collagen, vitamin D, fish oil, ginseng, licorice, shilajit. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Resveratrol is really good antioxidant. 
There's so many. It's really best to get muscle tested to figure out your specific nutritional support. So if you don't have a professional muscle tester, it's time to seek one. Now, Europe is currently conducting a study to identify alternatives to glyphosate because the European Parliament has expressed its support for adoption of necessary measures to phase out the glyphosate in Europe by December 15th, 2022 at the latest. I'm so grateful Europe is making headway, and who knows when the U.S. will get on board. Until the U.S. does, we have to do our best as consumers and learn what not to buy while making sure we detox the pesticides and herbicides that we consume. What it comes down to is we need to buy organic. There's also the non-GMO label, which eating non-GMO helps in other ways, but eating organic is what will prevent you from taking in the glyphosate poison. As I mentioned earlier, for a detailed list of foods that have glyphosate in it, go to detoxproject.org, where they will list over 100 different foods that contain this cancer-causing herbicide. It's in our processed foods. It's in your Kellogg's, your Cheez-Its, your Oreos, your goldfish, Lay's potato chips, So the top three things you can do to avoid ingesting this poison is first, avoid all non-organic cereals and grains which are harvested with glyphosate, including wheat, barley, buckwheat, millet, rice, oats, and rye. Second, avoid additives such as corn syrup, fructose, baking powder, natural flavors, and cornstarch. I was astounded when I realized how much of my healthy packaged food contained natural flavoring, including my original flavored almond milk. Thirdly, avoid the primary GMO foods, all soy, corn, canola, and the animals that eat it, including the resulting meats, poultry, dairy, and eggs. When I find corn as a problem in patients, they say, I don't eat any, but I also point out You're eating the chicken that ate the corn. So this means eat grass-fed beef, pasture-raised pork and chicken, grass-fed dairy, and pasture-raised eggs. Eggs are especially confusing because there are so many types. Cage-free, organic, omega-3 enhanced, pasture-raised. You may think that buying organic egg is the best you can do, but there's more. Organic eggs are really just a step up from regular eggs. If you see the word organic on a label, including your eggs, you might think that the hens who laid the eggs lived in better conditions and enjoyed happier lives than the battery cage friends. But even certified organic eggs can come from birds who are subject to living in inhumane factory conditions. Most industrial egg-laying operations get by following the minimum standards required. They are allowed to do this by simply including a small porch area attached to a two-story building where their chickens are housed, and they can call this outdoor access. Certified organic eggs come from hens that are raised on hormone-free and antibiotic-free organic corn and soy and other feed while having access to these outdoor areas. But these living conditions, the chickens are not at their healthiest to produce the healthiest eggs. So what kind of eggs should you buy if you can't even trust a certified organic label for eggs? Now the cage-free label 
This is a loose term, unregulated, describing eggs which could be from hens confined to a barn or from chickens with access to outdoor space. There's no specific regulation for the term cage-free, and there's a big difference between the optional cage-free egg productions because they are not audited by independent inspectors unless they are also certified organic. Many people buy cage-free thinking that these hens have access to outdoor pasture, but the truth is they usually live inside dark enclosed sheds and are free to roam around within the confined space and stretch and spread their wings, which is improvement over caged conditions, but they don't usually have room to freely roam in outdoor pastures. Now the label free range, even though it sounds good, doesn't mean pasture raised any more than cage free does. Free range hens, you would think, should have access again to outdoor, but not necessarily. Free range hens can still be fed GMO feed, even antibiotics and other animal byproducts. They often live in overcrowded conditions and they may or may not have access to more comfortable nests and perches. Omega-3 Enhanced. These come from chickens that consume significant amounts of flax, which contain high levels of omega-3 fatty acids. Most omega-3 enhanced egg-laying hens are in battery cages, and the actual amount of omega-3 fatty acids in the eggs are unregulated and can vary. Now, pasture-raised are authentic free-range eggs that come from hens raised on grassy pastures. These eggs are visibly more nutritious than eggs obtained from cage-free or confined environments. You'll see the yolk is a lot more orange, but it has a lot more nutrition in it. Free-range producers are not audited by third parties unless the eggs are also certified organic. So make sure you talk to your supplier about the eggs. But pasture-raised would be the best bet for the best eggs ever. The color, flavor, and texture of these pasture-raised eggs is distinctly noticeable. The nutrients I'm talking about would be vitamin A, vitamin D, E, B12, calcium, zinc, choline. There's so much good nutrition in eggs. If you've never eaten an egg from a hen raised on sunshine, bugs, and grass, then you're in for a treat. Note that some eggs are labeled pasteurized, and this means something different than pasture-raised. Pasteurized eggs have been treated to eliminate bacteria such as salmonella, so they can be eaten raw. If you're not sure how the eggs you buy rate, use the Organic Egg Brand Scorecard. I'll leave the link below in the description to learn more about the source of eggs available to you and to help you choose a healthier and more humanely raised egg. Now, eating non-GMO is not enough. All your food should be as organic as possible, not just with eggs, but with everything you put in your mouth. Now that the public is demanding non-GMO, a new generation of toxic foods have arrived in grocery store shelves and flying under the radar. Marketed as healthy, these non-GMO products are sprayed with plenty of herbicides and pesticides. Don't buy them. Let food manufacturers know we want clean food. 
the non-GMO project is busy certifying all kinds of nutritionally empty and toxic products from big companies. Their stamp of approval may indicate that there are no GMOs, but it's not indication of healthy food that is free from pesticides and herbicides. The food industry rapid response to public interest in non-GMO foods shows that they're really listening to the marketplace. If you seriously are interested in clean food, then vote with your money. Let the industry know we want clean food now. We want non-GMO food that is raised in sustainable manner in the harmony with the planet without harmful chemicals. We want no glyphosate, chloroforms, or other toxins. There's thousands of them. They kill us. They kill bees. They damage the environment. It's not worth it. So it's really best to avoid both GMOs and glyphosate. Look for the organic label when possible. Talk to your local farmers and find out which ones are using sustainable organic practices. They may not be certified organic, but they'll know a lot about it and will be able to guide you. Fresh, local, unprocessed fruits and vegetables immediately after picking are the most nutritious foods on the planet. That is how you keep your brain and your body healthy. Make the healthiest food choices, for what you put in your mouth really does make a difference.